All right, we had to start off Monday with the Auto Collabs trailer. I want to go back and do it all again, but we have some things to talk about. We'll talk about that a little more in a second. Smoke on the water, minority dealer numbers rising, and millennials staying close to home. Everywhere I go, the people that was a mouthful for Monday morning. Mm. Yeah, you, that was like a, a, a false tongue twister. I, I, didn't, I didn't take a big enough breath. I was impressed. I didn't take a big enough breath. Um, if you're just listening to the audio version, we just rolled the Auto Collabs trailer. Um, at the beginning of the live stream, autocollabs.com is where you can get to the new podcast Asodu is releasing, and it's Kyle, myself, and the one and only Michael Cirillo hosting a slew of conversations. And in the intro there, we just read through um, a bunch of the, the names that we're going to be doing, and you kind of get a feel for the energy and the vibe of that podcast. Episode 00 is live now, so you can kind of get an idea of what we're doing and laugh a little bit as well, autocollabs.com. We just have to let you know because we're so giddy excited about it. <laughs> I'm super giddy because, and not just that, but we have been and will be re recording a ton of these conversations. Oh, yeah. And I'm already, I'm just tuned in to myself as an interviewer. And I think that you and Michael are too in, in this, like, I've heard tons of these people I've either heard speak on uh, stages or clubhouse or podcasts. And my goal is to really like draw out some deeper conversation. I think we say that even in uh, the podcast description, but the idea is to really dig into the the thought leadership and and understanding that these people are subject matter experts and really like pull that out. Um, you know, we'll probably do a little like, where are you from? Who are you kind of thing to introduce some newer people to the audience. But the reality is, is what we want to do is deep dive and get really timely to what's happening in the industry right now um and i'm i'm just tuned up and keyed up for it and so, I, I think one go. of the most exciting things for me is that everyone we interview is going to be in person at a SoduCon, right so i think that's like a really unique energy is the fact that we're having these conversations but we will be seeing them and hearing from them in person in less than 60 days from now and that includes the dealers the outside the industry folks and all of our collaborators for a SoduCon. it's our goal to introduce you to the people and the personalities and even some of the products that are going to be displayed there so that when you get there it's not the whole conference thing where everyone's got to scan a badge there'll be no badge scanning Everyone's got to, you know, wants to do that hustle. No, when we get together, it's going to be like a big old family reunion, be familiar with each other and understand that we're all in this together, together. Like that's really what community is. No buzzwords here. So if you haven't got your tickets to a SoduCon, get your tickets to a SoduCon before they are gone. You can go to a SoduCon.com. We have a lot more speakers and uh, collaborators up there now, and it's growing every day. So you can go check out what the hype is about. And it's a good time to book some flights because flights direct to Philly right now are very reasonable from a lot of you areas. Cheap. Yeah. But you know the like, airline industry. You can't trust it as far go. as you can throw it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that. The pricing. Where would you throw the airline industry? The, the, price, but, yeah. the pricing anyway, like because obviously we trust it because we get in an airplane and we fly somewhere yes, in it. Yes, so there's exactly. a, I would say there's higher than usual trust in an airline, but not the pricing. <laughs> But not, not the, the pricing. pricing. Oh, man, we're, we're rolling the pod a little bit early today. Um, I'm about to jump in uh, a vehicle with Matt Lasher from the Western Automotive Group, and we're driving Gary Vaynerchuk's new vehicle to him. So it's an interesting day. The, the, to Why say not? the least, Why you're not? like, and we're just driving <laughs> Gary Vaynerchuk's vehicle to him, and which to, to which most say, <laughs> and which, which we are going to so, drive by back. 
the truck that he's been in that literally has concepted all the brilliance that he's concepted over the last three years happened in this truck. And I may yeah, have- no, I, I think it's super awesome. And obviously you have a long term, you know, longer time relationship uh, with him and with the Vayner media crew. Uh, so it'll be cool to k- kind of see that reunited. But uh, it, what I also love is that this just speaks to what the auto industry provides to communities. Truth. Like it's so it's deeper because the connection of someone in the auto industry allowed even a guy like Gary, like he didn't just happen upon whatever closest dealership. Like there was a relationship that you had formed and that you were able to link to a particular dealership and then and then bring together those parties. And that's like probably something that would have taken him a lot longer to get done had he just like gone to some random dealership and maybe the person didn't know him or anything like that. And so that's just it's so just true, like man. Pr- Case in point for it is. retail automotive. Because you talk about him being surrounded by a bunch of competent people, so dealing with like the controller and the COO, right? They still called somebody, right? right. You have this very, very competent organization. It's like, who do we know that we can call, right? Yep. And found out that it was me. And now I'm like, now I'm making eight hours worth of driving. Because so. <laughs> we're going to wait. Putting in the work. So follow on social. We'll post it. But I hope I can get to interview. I don't know if she's there today, but she is going to try to get Claude Silver, who's going to be on Auto Collabs. I'm going to try to get her Danger. interview in person because that's how nice. we roll. Nice. All right. We got some news to talk about today. Uh, it's Indeed. Monday, the beginning of the week. And dude, my head is still reeling from the all things used car room we had with Jonathan Smoke on Friday. I mean, talk about... <laughs> A lot of people know Chris. He's he's uh, our lead writer, and he he messages me on Saturday, and he goes, "So I was trying to put into words what Jonathan Smoke said." <laughs> it was great with words, by the way. <laughs> he's incredible with words, and basically, he was like, "You know what? I'm just gonna try and put the vibes in there of what he was saying, and tell everyone to go listen to it because it's so dialed in it is in amazing. in just his approach." What what I love about the, what I love about Jonathan is that his approach to the current market dynamics is so measured. Oh, it's so and it's so like level headed in a way that so much of media and so much of like punditry or anything like that is approaching any whatever time of 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 market dynamics it is. It doesn't matter that, uh, you know, I've been listening to him for the past year and a half, probably really steadily. And it doesn't matter what time over the last year and a half he's been having these conversations. It's just measured and level headed and not like, what was us doom and gloom. And, you know, one of his biggest things was, is that we could be as a culture actually talking ourselves into a recession that doesn't necessarily need to happen based on the way that the current market looks oh my gosh the 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 optimistic view that he has like some he you know i've never found economists to just be blind optimists right because they think (laughs) about things and they happen to base things on something called data right but he says you know most the the popular indicator for recession the one that like pop culture throws out there he said it's actually not even close to the actual measure of recession. The popular, uh, the when people say we're in a recession, basically um, it, it means we've had two negative quarters of gross domestic product growth. Two in a row, then, you know, you could overarchingly people say we're in a recession. But actually, he says the recession is a broad economic decline. And he talks about so many things that I never thought about, obviously. But um, he talks about things like the fact that gross domestic product is measured in imports and exports and the fact that so much stuff has been jammed up at port 
you know, it's, right. it's been an import that has been stuck, not been able to get into the country. And then all of a sudden we started to clear the log jam a little bit. And then it looks like a flood of imports. It actually makes the economy look weaker when actually those things getting here are going to spur spending and growth. So he's like, it's a backwards accounting way to look at it. He also talks about things like the unemployment rate being strong, which is another broad-based economic uh, indicator. And he says that- um, Gas you know, price is going down. How, how much in the news three weeks ago was it, it was like gas prices up, gas prices up, gas prices Nobody's talking about gas prices are down. I mean, in that's Nashville, interesting. they're like, they're like a dollar down. Really? Literally. We're, yes. not, we're not that, we're I mean, not we far were that the, down here. We were in the mid to upper fours and we're down to the mid to upper threes Whoa. right now here, here where I'm at. And so- Wow. That's a massive we were like, like We were like not- just under, five, in upstate New York, anyway, we were just under five bucks a gallon. And now uh, on Saturday, it caught my attention when I saw something in the 420s. So wow. like 429. Yeah. So it's definitely down here. It's I mean, like 70, 70 80 cents like, for that's sure. That's Right. So that's another, another thing. He also says consumer spending and business investment is up in Q1. Also, two more very important indicators to indicate whether or not you're going into recession or not. Um, Unemployment, we mentioned that already. He said certain industries are feeling some pain, like tech, right? There's some layoffs, and there's some some revenue declines and stock price dropping. He goes, but this is certainly not broad-based. And then for, for dealers in automotive going into the end of the year, he's saying, look, used cars are looking to remain incredibly strong. Super strong. Yes, and, and absolutely. So we left Friday's call with like standing a little taller, I felt. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, and we've been talking about this affordability question. And he said that the, the I, I, I think the word was bifurcation. Yep. Is that what it was? That's it. Right? Bifurcation. So there, basically that the market has pushed uh, pushed the, the, the boundaries between like uh, low, low income earners and, and mid to high income earners, because that low income earner has been stretched by inflation, uh, by gas prices more than the higher income earners. So understanding that, especially when you're dealing with customers that are in that lower income bracket, recognizing that affordability is a key, key purchase indicator to them right now because of all of the other things in the market, but that, you know, higher income, higher, higher earners are not feeling the pressure of inflation or market forces and that, and that things are actually better than normal still for a lot of those, those earners. So just, just recognizing that just, just paying attention to the news only and not the dynamics of the current, like actual data is, it could be a dangerous road. Unbelievably so, unbelievably so. But the good part about all this conversation is we just dropped a lot of stuff on you and you're probably like, wow, that's amazing. Wow, that's great. You can go back and listen to the entire room. You can even listen at 1.5 speed if you want. Click on the it's link um, in, in the show notes. Is there a link there? There's not a link in the show notes. Um, how are we going to get them to this? If you go open the Clubhouse app and you search all things used cars, it'll be yes. the very last episode and you can hit play and listen to the whole replay. So, you know, as Kyle said, don't believe everything you read. Uh, believe what you're actually observing. And if not, believe what Jonathan Smoke is actually observing. I'm telling you what. When Rhett Reichert runs for president with Glenn Lundy as his vice president and Liza Borges as his chief heart officer, <laughs> and I'm going to put Damon and Lester in charge of all the White House parties, right? Jonathan Smoke, <laughs> Jonathan Smoke needs a seat at the front of the economic advisory line. I'm just Without suge- a doubt. That's a humble suggestion from Kyle and Paul. <laughs> <laughs> humble suggestion. <laughs> Speaking oh, of Damon man. Lester. Stop. Hey. Time. 
Not well, first oh. of all, before we get into the story, <laughs> speaking of parties, if you aren't keyed oh, into <laughs> October, uh, what is it, 11th or uh, 9th, 8th, 9th, 10th, I think it is, or something like that, uh, NAMAD is, is happening. And from what I understand, I wasn't there last year, but I'm headed there this year. You're headed there. You were there last year. And a ton of people over the last couple of years have just been talking about how great uh, that environment is, both from best the party kept secret in the automotive industry. <laughs> But also just the, the the conversations that happen on ground there. So uh, we'll throw that out. Throw that out. Make sure you're there. They met at annual conferences is they know how to do it, right? We'll say that. I love it. I love so it. Um, minority, whenever the, one of our assorted troublemakers is featured on the front page of Automotive News, we get excited. This is awesome yes. because Damon uh, Damon was featured in this article um, as the president of NAMED, not as, well, actually as the president of NAMED and as the dealer principal of Nissan of Bowie. But minority dealers are on the rise. There has been a net cr- increase of 123 minority dealers uh, since 2019. Um, with more growth in store for 2022. So um, is this a quote from Damon? What I put in here? Yeah, so... um, Oh, yeah. So uh, from Auto News article, NAMED President Damon Lester, who we know, said um, this about the goals OEMs publicly stated. He says this is a big deal. He says it was the first time in a very long time in 2020 that manufacturers came out and made a commitment in writing to the world about their vision on diversity and inclusion, what they believed in, what their goals were, and what they wanted to achieve. And he's like, that helped us because most of the commitments we had seen in the past were just written to us and not to the rest of the world. So transparency Ah. helped in having a whole different level of accountability. That's a good word. There you go. Well, and I love that because... this is a key conversation that we've been having with with even just internally with us and Damon is like that the communication both both has to be to the dealer world and to the public in anything that we're doing, whether that be talking about minority dealers or agency model or anything like that and recognizing that that if it goes both ways, it starts to hold some weight. And, um, and, I, and I think that some conversations need to be drawn one way and some conversations need to be drawn the other. Uh, but this is, this is an example of that. And we've seen the growth. Uh, interestingly enough, Ford led the way with a net gain of 34 new minority dealers in, in the Ford ranks. So uh, pr- pretty interesting to see that as a dynamic in comparison to what has been kind of the conversation around Ford over the last, you know, three to four months. Without a doubt. Um, so according to the report, Asian owned dealerships grew most last year with 62 new now totaling 361 African-American stores rose uh, by 27 to 292. And um, after several years of dormancy, um, Hispanic owned stores were up 17 in 2021 uh, up to 591. You, um, you know, I looked at the chart and I, dude, when the, re- the, the 2006 to 2010, whatever you want to call that thing, it was a recession, yes, and a bunch of other stuff. Yo, minority dealers got crushed. They went down from 1,800 in 2006 all the way down to 875 by 2011. That's I mean, unbelievable. Like, talk about As just, a percentage, that's nuts. You know, and they've been on the rise ever since. Um, you know, Damon, Damon, who, as many of you know, if, if you don't know, he became a first-time dealer last year. Um, and he says um, that his advice to aspiring minority dealers, and I'll quote, you don't have an opportunity to cherry-pick your first one. I've been told no probably more than anyone else in the world, so you just can't take the no for granted. You have to stay true to what you believe in and what you know you can do. Look, for, on a personal note, 
Like he communicated some of the times where he got a no. And yeah. I'll tell you what, the resolve it takes and the fortitude it takes to keep pushing forward and watch him That's just guts. step into the Nissan dealer. And we're talking about a first-time dealer, like not like right. I've been in the industry. He's been serving dealers, but he's a first-time dealer. And to watch him step into Nissan of Bowie and start making positive changes and seeing amazing results, um, it just gets me excited. And I think it should be motivational. And I think everybody in the industry should realize like there is there's a huge resource that is just still largely untapped. Yep, absolutely. And I think if you are, whether you're a minority in, in automotive, or, you know, you represent a minority in automotive or not, paying attention to what NAMAD is doing and specifically Damon Lester to encourage that conversation is something that we all should be doing uh, because it impacts everyone across the board. I mean, it, 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 when you're looking at 875 of 17,000 dealers in the U.S. being owned by a minority, that is a stark, stark difference from the way that our culture looks outside of the dealership. For sure. Um, and so, you know, yeah, paying attention, listening, and looking at what's going on and what the, uh, and, and being a part of NAMAD even is, is an important thing for our industry. Yeah, let's just say that. If you can kind of start to inch your way closer to the NAMAD ecosystem, you will not be disappointed. You there will you not. Go. And join us at the convention in October because let me just tell you from my experience last year, I was like, I can't believe I never heard about this because it's yes. freaking awesome. <laughs> well, Paul, speaking of inching, inching closer. Stop. Segway. Time. Ah. Was that two or three for one three. episode? I love it's Monday. That's strong. Yeah, it's <laughs> a Monday. So we're feeling it. Well, this, this one's crazy to me. So a research paper collab released last week from the Census Bureau and Harvard University reported 80% of young adults at age 26 had moved less than 100 miles from where they grew up and only 10% moved more than 500 miles away. So the study was done on U.S. citizens that are aged right now between 30 and 38. So that's like my demographic. So right in the heart, the like center of the millennials, they were trying to figure out like, are these people moving further from home or staying closer to home? And What's interesting is that more are staying closer to home. And you had a really good point about this in the show notes about what that might mean for how brands need to need to measure their community impact, right? Without a doubt. I mean, we talk about in local brand building and local community development. And the community development is something that dealers, I think, take pretty seriously. But building a localized brand, and I'm not saying like Bob's Ford, I'm talking about understanding your community, making content, and doing things that actually move people closer to the feeling that you generate when you talk to them. This is just proof that it has a far greater residual impact than any dollar you're going to spend to get some AdWords or some search, right? Because you're not wasting those. So even getting those kids, like when they're kids and teens and preteens and becoming a part of their vernacular and their familiarity with the area is going to pay dividends longer and longer than you think. And this, you know, this is just proof, proof in the pudding, right? Like if they're not within a hundred miles, it's saying they're moving most of them within a hundred miles. And so yeah. I think we can, we can, effectively service an area within a hundred miles of our dealerships. Well, yeah. And what's crazy is you can actually start to have a generational like brand impact on multiple layers of a generation. If you're communicating to each. So no longer just segmenting going like, here's our determined market, right? Right now. Because at some point, yeah. 
someone's going to phase out of that market and someone's going to phase into it. So understanding that both sides, all sides of the spectrum are important to communicate your brand is really important for any local franchise and especially speaking in auto. I mean, this is, this is a no brainer to me to recognize like that people are staying closer to home. Um, This is actually, what's interesting is this is a move back to the the mid 1900s where people were not moving far away from home that the family the family nucleus was important in the mid 1900s um so recognizing that it that that like someone could stay sticky to brand i mean this is how toyota made their made their living in the 80s and 90s no doubt. right no doubt so that's coming back around and and hey all those people are now like talented young and enthusiastic workers, right? You want them on your team. They know the area. They have relationships. They have the friends. So I think any way you cut it is a win. We consider it a win that you spent a few minutes here with us this morning. Thank you so much. If you're not on the email list, go to a so2.com and get on the email list because we shoot this stuff out every day and we want you to be a part of it.